Hello and thank you for joining us today. We're going to be studying the doctrine of prayer, which is from Pastor Merritt's Categorical Studies, which again you can view on westbankbiblechurch.com, all 275 plus of them. Uh, and over the next weeks, or uh, however long it takes until we can get Pastor Merritt back behind the pulpit, I'll be presenting these doctrines that he's prepared. Uh, before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John 1 9 as may or may not be necessary. The Doctrine of Prayer. 1. Prayer is direct one-way communication with God. 1 Peter 1.8 Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with the inexpressible and glorious joy. Luke 18.13 But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. 2. The phrase, God, have mercy on me, a sinner, is halaskomai, parsed, is a second person singular. Aorist, passive, imperative, and is better, God, I command that you look upon me as you look upon the blood-covered altar. Or, Lord, I command that you save me on the basis of Christ's efficacious work on the cross. 3. The concept of the believer's intercessory prayer can best be understood in the sense of artillery being fired to soften up the enemy for a coming advance. 4. Every believer is commanded to pray and to pray without ceasing. In the Greek of 1 Thessalonians 5.17, we have atialidos, translated in the KJV, without ceasing. 4.1. It means to do something uninterruptedly, i.e., without omission on appropriate occasions. In the NIV, it is translated, pray continually. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray continually. 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 6.18 And we pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. 4.1.1 Pastors have a special responsibility to pray for their flocks, just as the early prophets had the responsibility to pray for Israel. 1 Samuel 7, 5 through 7, 8. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray for you unto the Lord. And they gathered together to Mizpah, and drew water, and poured it out before the Lord, and fasted on that day, and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. 
And when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together in Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. And the children of Israel said to Samuel, Cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. 1 Samuel 12.19 And all the people said unto Samuel, Pray for thy servant unto the Lord thy God, that we die not. For we have added unto all our sins this evil, to ask us a king. 1 Samuel 12.22 For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. Verse 23 Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. But I will teach you the good and the right way. Acts 6.3 and 6.4 Brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. 4.2 Believers everywhere are to pray as though the rapture is just around the corner and from 1 Peter 4.7, we can conclude we should pray for the rapture. 1 Peter 4.7 But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, and watch unto prayer. 5. Etymology and Background 5.1 The Greek and Hebrew terminology for prayer is rich and varied. 5.2 the general Hebrew noun for the prayer comes from the verb palal. In the Greek, the general word is prusik. The verb form is prusikumai. 5.3 Both words can be used comprehensively for any kind of petition, intercession, or thanksgiving. 5.4 A study of the Greek usage would seem to indicate the following. 5.4.1 Proseek means earnest communication with God the Father, a general word for prayer. 5.4.2 The Esis means earnest communication with God the Father where you ask for something you lack, i.e. a specific need. 5.4.3 Entuxis means communication with God the Father where you fall in line with someone else to plead the cause for and on behalf of another. 5.5 Prayer is early described as calling upon the name of the Lord from the days of Seth. Genesis 4.26 And to Seth, to him also, there was born a son. And he called his name Enos, then begin men to call upon the name of the Lord. 5.6 In addition to the three Greek words mentioned above, the New Testament writers use the term deomai, translated beseech, and ateo, translated request, 
And then there is the Greek erote, translated ask. 5.7. These are not distinctively religious words, but may denote petitions addressed to men as well as to God. 5.8. Old Testament facts about prayer. 5.8.1. There was no one physical posture required for the exercise of prayer. 5.8.2. Most often prayer was made standing. 1 Samuel 1.25-28. through 28. And they slew a bullock and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here, praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I ask of him. Therefore, also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. 5.8.3 On occasion, however, one might pray kneeling with hands spread out. 1 Kings 8.54 Or prostrate. 1 Kings 18.42 Or with hands lifted up. Isaiah 1.15 and 1 Timothy 2.8 1 Kings 8.54 When Solomon had finished all these prayers and supplications to the Lord, he rose from before the altar of the Lord, where he had been kneeling with his hands spread out toward heaven. 1 Kings 18.40 Then Elijah commanded them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them. And Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered there. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go, eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Isaiah one fifteen and 16 when you spread out your hands in prayer, I will hide my eyes from you. Even if you offer many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. 1 Timothy 2.8 I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands in prayer without anger or disputing. 5.8.4 Those praying often faced the temple because it was the place where God had caused his name to dwell. 1 Kings 8.29 and 30 That thine eyes may be open toward this house night and day, even toward the place of which thou hast said, My name shall be there that thou mayest hearken unto the prayer which thy servant shall make toward this place. And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant, 
and of thy people Israel. When they shall pray toward this place, and hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive. 5.8.5 When the temple was destroyed, prayer was sometimes made toward Jerusalem. Daniel 6.10 and 11 Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed, and gave thanks before his God, as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. 5.8.6 Nevertheless, Solomon had recognized at the beginning that the highest heaven cannot contain thee. How much less this house which I have built. 1 Kings 8.27 and 28 But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house that I have built. Yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant, and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and to the prayer, which thy servant prayeth before thee today. 5.8.7 Not the posture nor the geography of prayer, but the prayer itself and the needs that called it forth were the primary concern of the Old Testament writers. 5.9 Prayer in the Old Testament can be appropriately described in terms of the great men of Israel, who often appear as great intercessors standing before God on behalf of the people. 5.9.1 In this capacity, they manifest remarkable boldness and persistence. 5.9.2 Abraham pleads with God for wicked Sodom, persistently negotiating down the minimum number of righteous for whose sake the city can be spared. Genesis 18.23-33 And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure, there be fifty righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do that after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which I am but dust and ashes. Peradventure there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Wilt thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, 
If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again, and said, Peradventure, there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, O let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure, there shall thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure, there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, O let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure, ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way, as soon as he had left commuting with Abraham, and Abraham returned unto his place. 5.9.3 Jacob wrestles with the angel, an experience interpreted within the Old Testament itself in terms of prayer. Genesis 32.24-30 So Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Penuel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. 5.9.4 Moses asked that his own name might be blotted out of the book of life if God would forgive those who worship the golden calf. Exodus 32.31 and 32 So Moses went back to the Lord and said, Oh, what a great sin these people have committed. They have made themselves gods of gold. But now, please forgive their sin. But if not, then blot me out of the book you have written. Numbers 14.13-14.19 through 14, 19. And Moses said unto the Lord, Then the Egyptians shall hear it. For thou broughtest up this people in thy might from among them. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. For they have heard that thou, Lord, art among this people. That thou, Lord, art seen face to face. And that thy cloud standeth over them. And that thou goest before them. 
by daytime in a pillar of a cloud, and in a pillar of fire by night. Now, if thou shalt kill all this people as one man, then the nations which have heard the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land which he swore unto them, therefore he hath slain them in the wilderness. And now I beseech thee, let the power of my Lord be great, according as thou hast spoken, saying, The Lord is long-suffering, and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people according unto the greatness of thy mercy. And as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. Point 6. Mechanics of Prayer 6.1. We must rebound first, thereby acquiring the filling of the Spirit or else our prayers will not be heard. Psalm 66.18 If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. 6.2 We must love doctrine, otherwise our prayers will be an abomination to God. Proverbs 28.9 He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law even his prayer shall be abomination. James chapter 4 verse 3 You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it on your lust patterns. 6.3 We should pray to the Father. John 11.41 Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Ephesians 5.20 Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 3.14 For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who's seen what is done in secret, will reward you. Matthew seven eleven. If you, then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? 6.4 We should pray in the name and through Christ. Ephesians 2.18 For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Hebrews 10.19 Having therefore, brethren, 
boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. John 16:25 through 27 Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. Ephesians 5.20 Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 6.5 We must pray in the power of the Spirit. Ephesians 6.18 Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Ephesians 2.18 For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. 6.6 We must pray with an attitude of thanksgiving. Philippians 4.6 Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Ephesians 5.20 Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 6.7. We must get right with our spouses before approaching prayer. 1 Peter 3.7. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. 6.7.1 The word for hindered is ekopto, meaning to sever or cut off. 7. Instances of prayer. This should give us some idea about what we are to pray. 7.1 Imprecatory prayers are found mainly in the Psalms. In an imprecatory prayer, the suffering righteous are seen identifying their interest with those of God, and accordingly they cry out for vindication. 7.1.1 This usually results in a prayer for the downfall of their enemies. Examples of such psalms are 109, 137, and 140. The primary application of these imprecatory petitions is Israel asking for God's help against those who abuse them during the tribulation. There is perhaps secondary application for the church. 7.1.2 
Such psalms are simply a special instance of the plaintive cries for deliverance that accompany the plight of those who suffer unjustly. In the light of kingdom teachings and royal family honor code, straight out and precatory prayers are, in my view, inappropriate for our age. 7.1.3 I will read several of these psalms in part. Psalms 137, verse 1. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. Verse 2. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. Verse 3. For there, they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. Verse 8. O daughter of Babylon, who art to be destroyed, happy shall he be that rewardeth thee as thou hast served us. And verse 9. Happy shall he be that taketh and dasheth thy little ones against the stones. Psalms 140, verses 1 through 3. Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man, which imagine mischiefs in their heart. Continually are they gathered together for war. They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adders, poison is under their lips. Psalms 149 through 13. As for the head of those that compass me about, let the mischief of their lips cover them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, into deep pits, that they rise not up again. Let not an evil speaker be established in the earth, Evil shall hunt the violent man to overthrow him. And I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and the right of the poor. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. Psalms 109 verses 5 through 13 And they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Set thou a wicked man over him, and let Satan stand at his right hand. When he shall be judged, let him be condemned, and let his prayers become sin. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless, and his wife a widow. Let his children be continually vagabonds, and beg. Let them seek their bread also out of their desolate places. Let the extortioner catch all that he hath, and let the stranger spoil his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy unto him. Neither let there be any to favor his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off, and in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. 
Point eight, when you are depressed or suffering mental anguish, you are to pray. Expanded Translation James 5.13 Is there one among you who is continually depressed and troubled? During his time of testing, he should keep on praying. Is there anyone among you who is enjoying a period of happiness and prosperity? This one should sing or play songs in praise of God. 8.1 The word for afflicted in the Greek is kakapateo, meaning to undergo mental hardship, and come from kakos, meaning evil, and pathos, meaning sadness. 8.2 A distressed or depressed person is here commanded to pray. Confession and thanksgiving for the distress will set the stage for a mental attitude of faith rest. 8.2.1 In effect, such action reminds the sufferer, Sure, it seems bad, but by thanking God for the problem, I put the entire manner into proper perspective. 8.3 when we need wisdom, we are commanded to ask God. James 1 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. 8.4. Pray for your infirmities. 2 Corinthians 12 8. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. 8.4.1 Paul asked three times, and three times he received a negative answer. He was told, My grace is sufficient for you, and by means of your suffering I am glorified. 2 Corinthians 12.9 But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Verse 12.10 That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 8.4.2 Keep in mind, this is an interim age passage written in A.D. 56, some 40 years before the canon of Scripture was completed. Do not think this verse teaches God is going to speak to you, nor should you take this verse to mean you only get three shots at asking for what you want. 8.4.3 it is expected of us to pray with importunity using the doctrine we have to ask properly using the mechanics set forth in the word as we approach the Father. But knowing if we are off base, the Holy Spirit will intercede. Point 9. Along these lines, pray for the Lord's work is encouraged, although we must use doctrine to discern. What is the Lord's work? Romans 15:30 through 32. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, 
and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea, and that my service, which I have for Jerusalem, may be accepted of the saints, that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God, and may with you be refreshed. 9.1 There is a definite problem with Paul's prayer request in Romans 15, 30-32. 9.2 It was not God's will that he go to Jerusalem. 9.3 He will set out for the big city anyway, and the Lord will let him go, but only because it is best for him. See his error and get his discipline. As a result, Paul can grow in grace and write the prison epistles while in prison for four years. 9.4 God had seen Paul on the timeline and knew exactly what he needed. God's permissive will had Paul especially in mind, and aren't you glad he did? From all of this came the four prison epistles, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, and Philemon. Point 10. We are to pray for the rulers of the land. 1 Timothy 2.1 and 2.2 I exhort, therefore, that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Point 11. We are to pray for other believers with problems, such as Peter, when he was in prison. Acts 12.5. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Point 12. We are to pray for our pastor teachers. Hebrews 13:17 and 18. Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy, and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience, in all things willing to live honestly. Point 13. There is a special set of passages related to prayer and healing in the book of James. This passage needs special treatment due to its specialized application. 13.1. It is often misinterpreted to apply to all kinds of sickness. It is not to be indiscriminately applied. 13.2 We are, however, to pray for the sick. There is precious little scripture to document this old and trusted principle. But when all scripture is analyzed in total, such authorization exists. 13.2.1 Doubtless, we are better off healthy. So why would we not pray for the health of our friends and family? Notice 
what John says in his greeting in the third Johannian epistle. 3 John 2 Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. 13.2.2 Keep in mind there are those occasions when it is God's will for us to be sick. We just noted a passage where God said, He, God, is made strong in Paul's weakness, which no doubt included his sickly nature and poor vision. 2 Corinthians 12, 7-9 Point 14. Prayer must be done regularly and diligently. Prayer is a natural exhale of doctrine previously cycled. It is a natural and proper function of the body of Christ. Colossians 4.2-4 through 4. Continue in prayer, and watch in the same with thanksgiving. With all prayer also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance, to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds, that I make it manifest as I ought to speak. 1 Peter 4.7 But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, and watch unto prayer. Acts 6.3-4 Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Point 15. In a series of verses where practical thoughts and actions for the believers at Rome are set forth, prayer is early exhorted. Romans 12.12 12 through 12.21 Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written in Deuteronomy 32:35, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Point 16. We are to pray for believers to mature. 
1 Corinthians 1, 4 and 1, 5. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything ye are enriched by him, in all utterance and in all knowledge. Colossians 1.9 For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians 3.1 Finally, brethren, pray for us, that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you. Point 17. We are to pray over our food. 1 Timothy 4.4 and 4.5 For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused. If it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Point 18. We are to pray for our friends and loved ones. 2 Timothy 1.3-1.5 I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, I am persuaded that in thee also. 18.1 This prayer by Paul for Timothy would seem to be without specifics, which may often be the case for us. Very often, it is difficult and impossible to know about what we are to pray. Point 19. When we pray amiss or know not about what to pray, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us. Romans 8:26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groaning which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Point 20. There are three general categories of communications which God hears. From Jesus, Hebrews 7.25. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. 
seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Also from the Holy Spirit, Romans eight twenty six and 27. In the same way, the spirits help us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Also from believers who are confessed up. Hebrews 4.15 and 16 For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy, and find grace to help in time of need. 20.1 There would seem to be a gift of prayer. Some people make better prayer warriors than others. 1 Timothy 5.5 Now she that is a widow indeed, and desolate, trusteth in God, and continueth in supplications and prayer night and day. Point 21. Prayer must always be done with understanding from cycled doctrine. 1 Corinthians 14.15 and 16. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Else, when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say Amen at thy giving of thanks? Seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest. Proverbs 28.9 He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. Point 22. Prayer is a universal mechanism available to every believer of each dispensation. 23. Christ was our example. He used prayer often, for example, after feeding the 5,000. Matthew 14.23 And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. At Gethsemane, Matthew 26, 36. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and said unto his disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. Also, just before he gave up his human spirit, Matthew 27, 46. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sambachthani. That is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Also, he prayed for his disciples and future believers. 
John 17:6 through 17:9 I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world they were yours you gave them to me and they have obeyed your word now they know that everything you have given me comes from you for I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them they knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. Point 24. If you want results, ask a righteous man to pray for you. Proverbs 15.8. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. Point 25. When a nation has a pivot, their cumulative actions to include prayer can save a nation. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Point 26. God hears and answers prayers. Psalms 10.17. Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the humble. Thou wilt prepare their heart. Thou wilt cause thine ear to hear. Psalm 65, 1 through 3. Praise waiteth for thee, O God, and Sion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed. And thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, thou shalt purge them away. Psalms 99, 6. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among them that call upon his name, they called upon the Lord, and he answered them. John 11.41 and 42 Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee, that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Point 27. There are some symbolic examples of intercessory prayers made in heaven. Revelations 5.8 and when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. Revelations 8.3 And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense. 
that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. Point 28. Prayer by the infidel and carnal believer are acts of human good. Matthew 6, 7 and 8. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of, before ye ask him. Point 29. When times are rough, prayer is a powerful weapon. Point 30. Prayer is God's special gift to the believer for his or her time of need. 31. Prayer is effective and in the devil's world an absolute necessity. 32. Why do we pray? Because God said to do it. 33. Your answer comes because you are a joint heir with Christ and a member of God's forever family. 34. Christ and eternity past knew about our worst day. 35. He knew when you would be down and when you would be having a good time. 36. The Father in eternity past knew what our prayer would be, and what our prayer could have been, and what our prayer should have been. 37. God has never been unaware of anything, and that includes our dreams, wants, and desires. 38. Prayer can only be understood from a doctrinal viewpoint. 39. Prayer is doing what God commands. 40. Prayer should be done with confidence expecting God's total and perfect solution. 41. Prayer has been made a requisite as part of worship and a means, therefore, for glorifying God. 42. Since prayer is so important, Let's look at a few other reasons why prayer is not answered. 42.1. When we have pride or self-righteousness. Job 35.12 and 13. He does not answer when men cry out because of the arrogance of the wicked. Indeed, God does not listen to their empty plea. The Almighty pays no attention to it. Proverbs 21.13 Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. 42.2 The need for persistence in prayer is described in two of our Lord's parables. Luke 11.5-13 Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, 
and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend. Yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Luke 18.1-6 Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice, so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Point 43 in closing our study on prayer, I would leave you with this antidote. There was a Christian who attempted to sail across the Pacific. After a series of miraculous escapes, his efforts were finally undermined by a terrible storm and he became shipwrecked on a deserted island. And though he prayed continually to the Father in the power of the Spirit in the name of the Son, God just did not answer, or so he thought. He built himself a small house and then made the best of what looked to be an extended stay. One day after returning from the beach, where he would often fish, he found his house ablaze. He was devastated, believing God must somehow be undeservedly punishing him. The believer recalled his many prayers for help and how God had refused his plaintive calls. The despondent believer made his way to the beach where he thought seriously of ending it all by simply swimming out to sea. To his great surprise, he was met by a small boat coming ashore with a rescue party from a tanker ship anchored a ways out. When he asked, how did you know I was here? The captain of the tanker rather matter-of-factly said, From the deck we could all clearly see the smoke from your signal fire. 
This concludes Pastor Merritt's Doctrine of Prayer. Gone a little longer than we normally do, uh, but there was a whole lot to cover. Pastor Merritt, still very sick, needs your prayers like we all do, and we'll be praying for you. In closing, if there's anyone within the sound of my voice who doesn't know Christ as their personal Savior, I encourage you at this time to make that leap. All you have to do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and thou shalt be saved. Again, thanks for listening. Until next time, so long.